0: Hi everyone and welcome to Human Design 101. I'm Paula Fehrmann, your host, qualified life trust coach and human design fanatic. I guide my clients to become their own experts by understanding and more importantly living their design. When I first came to Human Design, I was so overwhelmed by the triangles, squares, arrows and numbers in the chart that I didn't touch it for more than a year. However, my human design experiment has been the most important transformation in my life, which is why I want to show you how you can use your design as a simple tool to heal, transform, integrate, grow, and ultimately become your own expert. No more looking for the experts outside of you. Keep listening and learning here on the podcast, reach out for private coaching, or book a chart reading with me. Let's talk human design 101. Hello, everybody. I'm so excited to have you back and to be speaking about one of my favorite topics about being a projector, which I've got a lot to say about because I am a projector myself. So, in today's episode, we'll be answering the questions what makes a projector? What is a projector's purpose? What do you need to do with a projector in a relationship? How can you support them best? How to sleep as a projector and so much more. Let's get right into it. Um, projectors are one of the newest types in human design. They've only really been here since I think 1781. And why do I reference that? Why is that even important to mention? Because we're living in a world that isn't really built for projectors. Projectors have, compared to, for example, generators or manifesting generators, a lot like a smaller battery. They don't have the defined sacral in their chart. This is, by the way, what makes them a projector. And no connection of any of the motors to the throat. So essentially, we have our projector beings who are can be very efficient, who are super quick in figuring things out and, and finding new ways to, to improve things, but have just a smaller battery than, than the other types or some of the other types living on this planet. And I like to reference this projectors are newer type. They haven't been around in this world for so long, and that's why projectors can feel a little bit out of place in this world, which certainly I can relate to very much, I can recall a conversation with my dad very early on where I said to him in school, Dad, I I don't think I'll ever be able to work a 40-hour work week. I just can't. I just can't imagine myself doing that. And my dad being a generator, which we haven't spoken about that yet, but we world generators are here to do the work that lights them up. Classic generator says to me. No, you will be fine. You just need to find something that you love. And in that moment, I, I knew this just wasn't true f- for me, and now I know why as well. So you might ask, why are there why is there this new type? Why what's the meaning of projectors being in this world? And projectors are a new type of leaders because they have this smaller battery, they're here to remind everybody to do less and achieve more by doing less finding smarter ways to do what everybody's doing and finding new ways to do life and kind of reminding everybody of their powerful resources like of their most powerful resource which is their energy and projectors purpose, really, is to guide people, to be guides, and oftentimes projectors are working as coaches, healers, yoga instructors, some sort of work where they see other people and guide other people, and I'm actually the perfect example because I am a life coach, I've studied psychology, I'm a yoga teacher, I'm studying now human design, which is all about understanding how people are different so that i can guide them even better and so yeah i'm a i'm a classic projector and i love looking at the um root of the word if you if you imagine the word projector is it tells us actually quite a bit already about what a projector actually is a projector is a person who shines light Into other people, and thus can really see easily their shadows and their light. It's like shining a really bright light into the other person that makes it really easy for the projector to see what's going on in the other person. However, you can imagine that when the light is always pointing outward into the other, it is dark behind the light. So, and that's exactly what it feels like for me to be a projector. I can understand other people easily. And I can pick up on what's going on with them relatively quickly. However, when it comes to myself, I really need that space from another person. I really need to talk to somebody else. I I need a good friend, a coach to work through things with me because it's relatively hard to see myself. Sometimes it feels like I'm just covered in a big cloud of fog. That makes it hard for me to understand what is going on within within me, really. So as I said, um, projectors are here to guide other people, and there's a beautiful piece to um, being a projector that, um, I want to say, kicks off them being a guide or e- even being able to be that guide for others, which is they have to be seen themselves first to become those guides. And this is why... Um, self-worth is a super important topic for a projector. Um, if I just look at my own journey of becoming a coach, of, of ending up where I am here, it is essentially my, my whole self-development journey got ki- kicked off because I had such low self-worth. I ended up in depression being at a point where everybody was telling me you need to reconnect with yourself. You need to do things that you love. You need to, you know, just look inwards to find essentially your key to happiness. And I was looking at them and I was like, you know what? I've sacrificed myself for others for so many years. I don't even know where to look anymore. I feel like there's nothing left within me. And from that point, I had to rebuild self-love, self-worth, I had to practice being seen by others. I had to practice really letting myself be seen by others instead of just putting on this show and just instead of just showing others what I wanted them to see, like this good girl, this high functioning person that was getting, I don't know, maybe good grades at school great grades at uni that on on paper was having all these great relationships when actually inside of me there was not a lot left and what was there was just a whole bulk of sadness and i think that had been accumulated by me not being seen because in my family I've been living with a lot of generators and generators don't have this being seen piece. Generators go out into the world and they feel inspired by what they see around them. Of course, like any other human, it is beautiful for them to be witnessed in their being too. But they they didn't need that to the extent that I needed that. So when I, for example, went through puberty... And I had all these new parts of me, these rebellious parts, these ideas about who I wanted to be and what I thought to be important. It wasn't seen within my family and that's no one's fault. It's not a problem. But because it wasn't seen and I wasn't seen and I wasn't giving the space to explore everything that was going on inside of me, what happened is that I shut down and I just kind of muted my own energy as though I would have just poured a big glass of water uh, over my inner flame I want to call it. But here I am now 10 years later and I've built up my self-worth. I am really happy and healthy with myself and where I am. I've learned to value myself. I've learned to essentially step away from that being seen by others piece first, I gave all the attention to myself first and that's then when others could see me too. And because I've done that, I can now easily see into others, which is really beautiful. And I love this part of being a projector. So let's for a moment look at the aura of a projector. Um, You remember, for example, the manifesting generators aura is really big and magnetic. And the projector's aura in comparison to that is um, focused and has a single point focus. This is why it makes it so easy for the projector to see into other people. And for me personally, while I work so well one-on-one, having just discussion with one of my mates or with my boyfriend or my parents on the phone, as opposed to being at a party or in the pub where there's 10 people trying to have a conversation around the table this is me not having a good time at all like i love this single pointed focus conversation this one-on-one interaction what two people focusing on another third one is what i'm wanting to say um So yeah, this is how the aura works and the aura is attracting recognition, like what the projector wants, as I just explained, is being seen by others. And when others see the value of the projector, when they acknowledge, oh yeah, this is a person that can help me with my problem or this is a person that I want to be guided by, that's when the projector gets the energy and when it gets kind of kicked into flow and kicked into action. And this really nicely leads into the strategy of the projector. Remember, the strategy is a really important part of our type, the type being the projector in this case, and the strategy tells us about how the projector can Manifest or create or dance with the universe. It's the way the universe speaks back to the projector and essentially the way the universe is telling me in this case, okay, this is an aligned op- opportunity for you. And the strategy for the projector is to be invited. And I think that's really, hopefully, really clear from what I've explained before. When the projector is being seen by somebody else, they invite them, the projector, to to join the other person on their journey, to be their guide, to help them to whatever it is they're doing. And that's when they can um, create action. And I've got some really beautiful examples of how that worked out in my life and more funnily enough, how it didn't work out in my life when when I tried to do things without being invited. I think the first thing that comes to mind is like literally me learning about i don't know veganism at school and the first thing that you learn about is okay we shouldn't be drinking milk anymore i don't want to generalize this but this was my opinion my personal opinion back in school so i i quit dairy not cheese <laughs> but dairy something that felt achievable to me and spoke to my parents about why i thought it was so important and the health benefits for the human and um the the torture for the animals essentially and i've talked about this so much and so long and guys i haven't been drinking cow's milk for years now not religiously but just prefer not to and my parents just they didn't listen like it didn't arrive at at their um, brain, I want to say I've spoken about it, but it did not listen, as though I was hitting a wall and just coming by right back at me. And then, hilariously, a year ago or so, my mum calls me or talks to me in some other way and is telling me about how she's discovered now that um, it's actually not that great for humans to drink cow's milk and. How oat milk or whatever milk she's drinking now is way better for her, and I just thought to myself, "Oh my god!" <laughs> like literally, this is what I've been telling you for years now. Um, you can already hear the bitterness in my voice, which is what I've been, what I'll be touching on later. But this is this is me speaking without an invitation, as a projector, sharing my value without an invitation, without being. Um, recognized by the recipient, it will not get there. Another example would be the opposite example this time for when I waited for the invitation in my friend group. I haven't been forcing this human design knowledge on anyone because I knew that it wouldn't be received if I just talked about it. So I just waited for my friends to come to me and ask me about it. And a couple of people have recently approached me about it and um, asked me to share my knowledge with them. We've looked at their charts together and I've given them a couple of resources to work through. And oh my God, the way it has impacted their lives, the way it has been received by them, the way I saw it excite them, the way I saw them and how seen they felt Oh, it was so worth just waiting for the invitation because it literally it impacts everything. It impacts the message. So if you're a projector, listen to this. And if you are working, living or loving a projector, make sure you give them those invitations. Give them the space to, to talk about themselves, about the things they love, about the things you are interested in. And this is how you make a projector a happy AF. So let's talk about that bitterness piece that I touched on um, a couple minutes ago when I was telling you the story about my mum. Because the bitterness is the not-self theme for the projector. And the not-self theme, remember, is what tells us that we've slipped out of alignment and that there's something there that we can learn about, an opportunity here for learning and an opportunity to come back to alignment. And bitterness really, I mean, this is an emotional cue that every projector really needs to figure out for themselves. But for me, it feels like not being seen. It feels like ignorance that I project onto the other, like they are ignoring me. It feels like a little bit of jealousy of like, why do they get to be seen? And why do they see others, but they don't see me? And then the opposite of that, the the signature, remember the thing that tells us that we are living in alignment with our design for a projector is success. And this obviously is a huge word. And again, everybody needs to kind of figure out what that means to themselves for themselves but for me success is this sensation this feeling of I've done that really well and I've done it for me and the other we've created something really positive here and that doesn't necessarily need to feel positive through the way like sometimes after a really intense coaching call um, where I know that I triggered something within the other person that brought up something deep that doesn't feel good in the moment. It feels intense, it feels deep, but when we're through it, that's a feeling of success. Also, a Saturday night on the couch by myself, eating pizza, watching e Pray, Love, that feels like success to me too, Success for successfully resting in this case. And this really nicely leads to um, Something I want to tell you about projectors and work. Projectors can't really do a classic 9-to-5 job. And I mean, if you're a projector, you get to test it out yourself. Um, You get to be really honest with you. And you don't need to take everything I say here um, just as a dogma. You need to experiment with it. But generally, projectors are not built for this corporate 9-to-5 work world work world. When they lean into this, they are going to be burning out. And I've experienced that before. Now you might be asking, okay, I'm a projector. I know now that I'm not, not supposed to be working 9 to 5, but how much work can I do? And again, I can't answer that for you. There are certain numbers that are being thrown around, but it really depends on your design. So you could be an energy projector. Then you would have in your chart, you would have got any of the motors defined apart from the sacral, so that could be the root, the solar plexus, or the world center. And if you had any of them defined, or maybe even all three, then you would feel like probably you've got a good um, source of energy going within you. If you had none of them defined, then you would be what is called a non-energy projector, and you would have probably... Got less energy within yourself, so how much you can work really depends on your design. I myself have got a defined root, which gives me a lot of energy, um, but the root works in a in a pulse energy. So sometimes I wake up and my root is go go go, and then I go go go, and then it stops. And if I am connected to myself, I will listen and just pause. And if I'm not connected to myself, I will just keep working and then end up finishing my workday feeling stuck in overdrive. Just this feeling of, oh, my God, I can't calm down now anymore because I've missed this point of where my own energy ran out so long ago. And then I clicked into borrowing some of somebody else's energy. And now I feel like I don't know how to unplug anymore. So... This might be a common theme for other projectors too, which is why I thought it is important for me to share this because we really need to um, stay in tune with our bodies. Just check in every now and then. Is my jaw really tense? Like, am I really hunching over? Is my breath stuck in my upper chest? Because when you're doing that, you can be relatively certain that you are stressed out and that you're not flowing in your work anymore. So again, if you're dating a projector or living with a projector, just give them some space. Let them have their downtime and let them have their alone time. Because of the open sacral center, remember that's how a projector is defined by not having that sacral motor. Um, Projectors are able to uh, absorb other people's energy through the sacral center. And depending on how many other open or undefined white centers they have in their chart, they might be absorbing and amplifying even more energy of other people. And it's really important for projectors to empty that out by the end of the day, to let go of that, because we don't want to be running other people's energy through our own body constantly. We want to be able to feel ourselves and to connect with our own energy. So for that, the projector needs to spend some time in their own aura, to hang out by themselves, to, I don't know, watch a movie by the end of the day, read their books, to go on walks by themselves, anything really that gets you into your own aura. And ideally you wanna sleep in your own aura too. If you're single, that might be really easy for you. If you're dating somebody, this might be more tricky, Um, but you you can play with it. You don't, again, don't need to be dogmatic about it. You can talk to your partner and maybe, so what I'm doing is that sometimes my partner would get up before me in the morning and it would give me one or two hours more that I have in bed and that that helps me empty that out. Um, Yeah, so just play with that and make sure that you get that little bit of alone time every day. and this really nicely leads to sleep. It's important that the projector just needs to, they just need to lie down before they go to bed to, I guess, empty that energy out and wind down and prepare themselves for sleeping. They can't just be like the generator and just, sleep as the head hits the pillow I trust that makes sense the last thing I want to share about on here is something that I've experienced um, myself very often and I think is a common thing for projectors to to feel or to meet when they first come to human design and this is um, a space where they feel or, or time of being where they feel that no invitations are coming in So maybe you're a projector, you're listening to this, you're like, okay, I've stopped forcing myself onto people, but now no one wants to come and hear from me. No one wants to hear my wisdom. And this is pretty effing frustrating. And well, first of all, I've been there, I get you, but this this time where it almost feels like there's no wind in the sails, there's nothing coming in from the outside that floats your boat, that brings you this um, movement and brings movement and action back into your life, then this is always an indicator for the projector that the projector needs to heal something, to work on their self-worth or to rest and play. Because as a projector, you can you can get caught up in just trying to keep up with the rest of the world, and you can forget about being a projector and just trying to get back into your hustle, and then you end up exhausted. And it just takes some time to rest and really follow the things that you love. So when that happens to me, I just knit and I study. I study what I love. I speak to people about what I love. I knit because that's what I love to do. I do yoga, but sometimes when I've done way too much and this still happens, I still get out of alignment when I've done way too much. Yoga is not in the cards for me because my physical body literally just needs to rest. I go get Reiki done. I go on walks. I do simple things and I enjoy the slow life. And like, let's be honest, this can be really hard as you just get started with this because you're probably really plugged in. Your mind is saying, what? I've learned my whole life that I need to hustle to be successful. And now you're telling me I need to do nothing to be successful. Like, are you crazy? And you just got to let the mind think. And you just got to say to it, we'll just experiment with this. We'll see what happens. We'll journal along the way. We'll document what is happening. And we will collect the evidence of that this might be working better for ourselves. Because we've seen what can happen if we just try to be like everybody else in the world or we try to be like the generators or manifesting generators. And then once you're ready, you will see the invitations naturally flowing in from the outside. And to be honest, waiting for an invitation is a lot less passive than I thought it was going to be, because in the meantime, you can share about what you're learning and loving on your socials. You can speak to friends about it. You can ask for invitations by sharing your wisdom in a different manner. For example, instead of just, let's say you're working in sales and let's say you're having to send cold emails out to people, instead of just dumping what you want to say, In your email, you could phrase it in a different way and you could say, hey, I've got something that I noticed that I would love to share with you. If you're open to hearing it, please keep reading. If not, just delete this. And this is an energetic ask for an invitation. And this has changed my life because when I approach people or projects or potential clients or customers like this, I get a very different outcome as to just... You know, forcing and pushing and trying to be seen when I know that the other, other person isn't open to to me being seen yet. So I got a kind of fish for the invitation. And you can, you're allowed to do that. Of course you are. You can play around with that. And this is something that has been really helpful in my journey. So this has been The Projector in a nutshell. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed speaking about it. And I trust that you heard exactly what you needed to hear today. Thank you for listening and bye-bye. Thank you so much for being here today and listening along to Human Design 101 with me, your host, Paula Fehrmann. I trust that you received exactly what you needed from today's episode, and I love how the universe matched us today. If you enjoy listening and learning with me, please leave a review wherever you are listening to this podcast so that more people can unlock their true selves and ultimately become who they were meant to be using human design. Until next time, lots of love and bye bye.